What's up, everybody? It is Garrett Anderson coming at you live on Wednesday, October 4th, 2017. Uh, glad to be here with you. Kind of had one of those uh, going to sleep last night. I just was, I, I had this nice, overwhelming, wash over feeling of gratitude that I had a warm bed and I was snuggling with uh, the woman that I love and. Just getting ready to drift off to sleep. I had a full belly and, uh, you know, a, a, two glasses of wine. And it was just really nice. It was, it was nice to feel that, that you know, euphoric gratitude just wash over me. I had a nice day yesterday. I uh, volunteered for the PTO. So say hello to the new executive vice president of communications for my daughter's uh, school, PTO. Might get in over my head on this one, but it's been a while since I've done any sort of consistent volunteering, and I wanted to be a good example for my kids and uh, have something to just sort of mix it up in addition to work, the day job, and the music, passion work, and working on my golf game. I uh, was feeling a little selfish, and my daughters are getting old enough now that they, you know, they're paying attention to what we're doing, and... It was cool to feel inspired as a father to try to do something um, productive uh, that's going to help out the school community. So enough patting myself on the back, but I think that it really did. It it contributed to an overwhelming feeling of well-being. You know, uh, I just I want to be someone that my kids are proud of. And frankly, the school needed it. You know, there were some vacant positions and I uh, reached out and said, hey, I'd like to get involved. And they welcomed me with open arms. So those uh, that'll probably be uh, a fun adventure for me. Um, real quick, uh, it's just, uh, you know, in contrast, uh, and, and maybe this was fueling some of my gratitude for my own life and, and, and kind of a, a little fire under my pants, a uh, little kick in the rear to get involved in my local life as I, as I preach, but, you know, maybe don't always do as much as I could. Um, the, the shootings recently in Vegas just really, you know, it shakes you up, uh, senseless, uh, violence Uh, again at a concert, you know, a celebration of life and, and of creativity and, you know, people having a good time together and living out a a peaceful moment. Uh, I'm always sort of taken by, when I go to a concert or a festival, just the overwhelming good-naturedness, usually, you know, every once in a while you'll have some drunk doofus uh, that's causing trouble. But, uh, you know, most of the shows I, I tend to go to are, are typically populated by really friendly people that wants that want what's best for those around them. And then to have some, you know, just insane guy with tons of guns sitting up in a hotel room, um, according to the... the the narrative that I've seen on the media so far. Who knows what you can trust these days? Um, you know, just, just indiscriminately shoot into the crowd is just really, really upsetting. Um, and it's frustrating. 
as a father, just, you know, as, as a human first, it's frustrating. And then as a father too, I'm like, God damn it. This is, this is the best we have to offer for our future. So it's a little frustrating. Um, I remember having this, this moment yesterday or the day before where I, uh, I, I just kind of like, I had this moment of do, do, do as Americans, do we need to admit that there's some sort of sickness in our culture with these mass shootings? Is it a function of, uh, you know, the, the mental health um, or, the, or the sort of societal norms behind the, the people pulling the trigger? Um, you know, does access to guns factor in? It may. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I live a very nice life and I have the luxury of thinking that a peaceful future, a, a prosperous, peaceful future is within our grasp if we wanted to take it. And there's this fear for me that there, there may just be some screwed up wiring um, that we're, we're trying to overcome that leads people to do this kind of thing. So heavy, but I did feel like I should mention something. Um, and it just, it's happening so frequently and this is a little uh, trite, but you know, some of the folks on, on my social media feeds and things are starting to get frustrated with the thoughts and prayers with sentiment. Um, you know, just that it seems like thoughts and prayers fall short of what uh, actually needs to be done to try to help these these things. So uh, in my own little way, I'm going to try to live a good life from the inside out and uh, live truthfully and uh, with some self-reflection and with hopefully a lot more feelings of, of that gratitude in spite of the horror, <laughs> frankly, the horror that's out there. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, I think enough to say about that. And I wanted to say something. Um, yeah. So, uh, the other things that I wanted to talk about, uh, <laughs> this is kind of a, uh, a left turn, but uh, my wife submitted me for a contest at the mall the other day, and I got a call uh, from a guy who left me a voicemail. He says, Mr. Anderson, we have great news for you. Uh, you may recall that you entered yourself into a contest for a free car, and we have excellent news for you. You're absolutely going to want to call us back. I said, oh, this is weird. I don't remember going to the mall. Um, so I played the voicemail for my wife and she was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I entered you and me. So we would have double the chances. So, okay. Okay, cool. I said, did you get a call? Actually, shit. I need to ask her if she's gotten a call. It's just in my head. That's the way the story would have gone. That's what I would have said, but I hadn't thought of it yet, but I will ask her if she got a call too. Cause, uh, you know, I look into it. <laughs> I like Google the number first. I'm like, has anybody been receiving scammy, fishy, you know, BS emails from, or uh, phone calls, and voicemails from this number? And a couple things did come up as, as far back as like 2010. I was like, what's going on here? 
So I talked to my wife about it and she's like, yeah, you know, there's this contest and there's a car out front in the you know, lobby uh, of, of the mall. And I submitted us. I said, okay, cool. So I look into it and lo and behold, the, the company behind it is Diamond Resorts. They're a timeshare company, international. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay. So there, this is, this is just glorified marketing. They, they loop you, you know, they rope you in with the contest idea and then they get you into their sales pitch. So here's what happens. I call, I, I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm already just smelling fishy. I'm like, this is fishy. I don't like this kind of stuff. I am a consumer advocate and I don't like predatory marketing or predatory business practices and if it smells wrong to me, I immediately shut shut off. I shut down. I'm like, nope, that's not how I want to be spending my life. That's not how I want to be investing my time or the people that, that I want to be doing business with. Um, I'm, I think my wife is kind of more along the lines of, hey, if they're giving shit away, let's take it. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I, you know, there's, there's something to that, you know. Um, but it's, it's taken me a couple days to kind of process it and think about it. And I didn't even want to call the guy back because I was just like, this is BS. But she was like, we might've won a car. I was like, okay, yes, we might have won a car. So I give the guy, I give the guy a call back. Oh, and by the way, if you win a car, you still have to pay like your taxes on it and stuff. It's not like you win it outright. You just win a fucking headache. That was kind of my mentality. It's like, no, this is just a headache. I don't choose to engage with this sort of thing in my life because it's it's just extraneous BS noise in the signal of the universe, as far as I can tell. But uh, you know, I'm I'm also trying to have an open mind about it, even to the extent that I'm like, well, maybe I need to go check it out just so that I'm facing my fears and dealing with some aggravation or maybe confirming that my instinct was right and that it turns out to be a big waste of time and we shouldn't do it in the first place. And then, you know, moving forward, I'll, I'll trust that inner voice and that gut and, um, you know, blow this kind of thing off in the future. But, you know, my wife was excited about it and I wanted to play along. So I gave this guy a call back. And uh, we play a little phone tag, but he eventually gets back to me and uh, he's like, okay, so here's how this works. You were, you were selected out of our initial drawing to come to a special prize drawing and you'll stick your hand into a plastic box and pull out a, a scratch off ticket. And if you scratch off the winning ticket, you'll win the car. And if you don't want the car, we'll give you $100,000. So holy shit. Yeah, that's, he goes, that sounds pretty good, right? I said, yeah. Uh, and he goes, and if you don't win those, you're guaranteed to win one of these four other things. You know, a trip to Disney for a, a night and one night's lodging. Or a trip to San Diego with like, you know, two nights lodging. I think the most valuable one was like a carnival cruise for four. Um, and I'm like, okay, you know, I don't, I don't really... In my head, I'm thinking like I don't really have very very much flexibility when it comes to time off or or even the budget to spend on traveling to these places for the free prize, free in quotes. You know, I'm super suspicious. You know, this guy's like, you should be excited, and I'm like, okay, what's next? <laughs> you know, just trying to be all business with him. 
And uh, so he's like, and even if you don't win the car, you're guaranteed to win one of these four things uh, of your choosing. He's like, you pick, you tell us what you want. You're automatically a winner. Everyone leaves a winner and there's no purchase necessary. You'll just need to bring your ID and we ask that you bring a credit card in case you win the car. You know, we can put down a, a, a good, you know, good faith payment on the taxes or something like that. You know, they give you some some line of why it's important for you to bring your credit card where, you know, um, as I was reading up online ahead of time, once I figured out what was going on, I started reading up on the pushy sales tactics of this timeshare company. And apparently this one is particularly aggressive. So I'm like, okay, do I choose to sit through a high pressure sales situation for 90 minutes to enjoy a discounted vacation? I'm not going to call it free because I'm going to pay something to get there. And then, you know, I've got to pay for food or whatever else too, um, depending, you know. But, you know, it's, it's always a little more expensive to travel than you think with a family of four. Um, so I, I've got my guard up. And I'm like, all right, this sounds really fishy, but I'm trying to keep an open mind. Like, not, not keep an open mind about buying into the timeshare. I am absolutely for certain that I don't have the money or the the inclination to do that. And what I read up on while I'm sure, and I want to say this cause I'm sure there's, there's some people that have timeshares and it, that it works out. Um, hopefully you get a company that you believe in and that treats you uh, respectfully. But what I've read about this company is that they lock you in, you know, you're, you're buying the timeshare, right. For, or, or leasing it or licensing it. There's different variations on how they can make this arrangement but, uh, you know, and then you basically get to go vacation at the, at the spot or, or swap it out for a different spot, you know, first come first serve availability, or, or you lock in a certain week every year and you go uh, vacation at a specific place. And I guess the appeal for the consumer is that it's a little more affordable by buying it in bulk ahead of time than, than just paying for your own vacation year after year. That's the framework that I've, that I've sort of assumed but uh, yeah, so this company is, is known for their extremely pushy tactics. Um, and, and also, you know, their, their profit model is such that they tack on percentage of fees for the maintenance of the property, right? So you're buying your right to go live there for a week for vacation. And your obligation is to pay into the maintenance of that, that area. But guess who is contracting out the maintenance? It's the, you know, the the resort company contracts it out, tax on a fifteen percent fee, so uh, so they they make money off of the cleaners coming in and maintaining the property, or the guy that comes and does the the lawn. Uh, they just tack on some extra money and siphon it back over to themselves, and that's how they profit. So. I, I'm not I'm not too bought into this idea, and I'm I'm trying to understand if it's worth it to me to go sit through this pitch, this uh, aggressive sales pitch, um, for you know a quote unquote free, discounted vacation, and like I said, I I I'm, I kind of come from a I'm sort of empathic, right? I I like to feel my way through life, um. I think empathic, like empathy, right? Feeling. I don't know if I'm using that word correctly. Uh, I like to feel my way through life and I like to think my way through life. And and uh, this just does not feel right to me. 
even just accepting the the freebie gift, like, you know, my wife, it's almost like it just rolls right off her back. She's like, oh, well, we, we're not going to actually buy it, but we should just go and enjoy the free food and go hang out at a resort and then uh, claim our prize and get out of there. I imagine that's her mentality. We we haven't discussed it in full, but uh, we, we need to do that tonight because I was like, well, all right, you know, it sounds like there's nothing to lose here. And they're like, yeah, just come with an open mind. No purchase necessary. You're guaranteed one of these trips. I'm like, okay, mate, this is just how marketing works. And I was reading up a couple articles on the company and they said like 15% of people that go through one of these promotions ends up buying in. Um, and I'm like, well, I hope I am squarely, you know, I have the fortitude to be squarely in the 85% that says like, thank you for the freebie. We're not interested, but we will enjoy the free parts of whatever it is that you've hooked up here as part of your marketing campaign. So I don't know. I've got mixed emotions and I, so anyway, my wife seemed into it and I was like, you know, maybe this is an opportunity for me. Like I'll go in as like a sociologist or like a psychologist, or I'll just go in as like an observer of the high pressure sales tactics and trying to just sort of like think about it in a way that would be comfortable for me to go in there. Not like, uh, you know, 10 years ago, maybe a more naive version of Garrett would have been like, Oh, this sounds kind of neat. Sure, let's go. And then, like the the sweeter they make the deal, like, oh, we will give you a thousand dollar gift card to your grocery store if you sign up today. You know, like that kind of thing. I might have been like, hey, this doesn't seem like a terrible idea. You know, like grown ups do this thing. I've heard about timeshares before. My buddy at home, you know, his parents had a timeshare, and we got to use it for um our buddy's bachelor party. You know, like that sort of thing. And you know, maybe there is a piece of it there, but not. For me personally, right now, I, I do not feel it. So I'd like to go in if I have one of these sort of, you know, th- third-party observer kind of things. Like, I'm not even in this world. I'm just, like, l- you know, living it and observing it from above myself. You know, that kind of thing. I think I could have a good time. And also just kind of face a fear of overcoming something that's awkward. Um but, you know, when it comes to the feeling of it, I'm like, there's just a certain sadness that comes with this whole situation. You know, that there's like, hey, we're going to dangle this uh, shiny thing over here and get you to come in. And then we're going we're gonna to tell you how great it could be. You're going to tell us why it won't work. And, oh, whoa, you've got an answer for that. Oh, you don't think you have this? But look at this. You're spending all this time doing this. You're going to take a vacation. You you deserve it. You work hard. You should take a vacation. And wouldn't it be nice to know that every year you're going to you know go back to Salt Lake City or wait, uh, Tahoe or uh, you know San Diego or, or wherever it is, one of their awesome spots for a resort. And then they just kind of lean into you and you're like, oh, no, no, we can't afford it. And they're like, well, what if we give you this discount now? How does it look now? Okay, okay. Well, I wasn't able to do that before, but guess what? My manager, he's in the other room. You know, it's like the whole like car salesman thing. And it just makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, this feels fucking weird, you know? Uh, so we'll see. I wanted to get some thoughts down on the microphone here leading up to it. And then uh, I, I think I'm going to go do it just for the, like I said, just sort of the social experiment of going and doing it. And I swear to God, if I come back here on the next podcast and I'm like, hey, guess who's the new proud owner of a timeshare? Um, you know, I, I will be disappointed, <laughs> I think. Um, there's really, uh, I just don't like it. Uh, 
I need to get my wife on, on, on the same page as me so we're not in there like debating on the spot about if it's a good idea or not. And then I'm also just like, even if we get a cool free trip out of it, quote unquote free, I don't know, is it, it's like, I didn't plan on doing that. You know, it's like I work a job so that I have money so that I can go take a vacation when I want to and go where I want to and pay full price. Like, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay for me. That's why I work. Um, I don't know. That might sound crazy to somebody who's, uh, you know, scraping to get by and and needs to, uh, you know, would love a vacation. And they're like, oh, man, all I got to do is sit through a meeting that, I, you know, to buy something I can't afford anyway. And and I'll just say, nope, sorry, I ain't got the money, but thanks for the, the free uh, the free pasta and salad. I'm going to go enjoy the uh, lazy river now, you know, I don't know, but we'll see. I think I'm going to go just for the sake of having something to talk about on this podcast other than the PTO and taking my dog for walks. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll work in the home studio a little bit and get another studio recording, um, to, to wrap up the podcast with. I think that's a really fun kind of way to, to keep this musical, and give me some practice in the home studio. I hope people enjoyed the To Leave Something Behind by Sean Rowe on the last podcast. And uh, feel free to send in your requests for anything uh, that you'd like to hear me cover. Give a shot in the home studio or, or one of my like, you know, just little acoustic recordings or something. It'll be fun. Um, on the music front, uh, the next big show that I'm promoting is November 2nd at the Listening Room Phoenix. It is a ticketed show, and the venue has negotiated with me to uh, allow me to do a buy one, get one half off for pre-sale tickets, because the show's for 20 bucks, and I'm opening up the show, so I, I get, uh, you know, about a 45-minute set, and that felt a little steep to uh, charge 20 bucks to my, you know, Phoenix area friends and, and fans to come see, uh, to come see me, but it is cool. Uh, the way that one, one buddy described it, who saw me there before for the shakedown showcase was, uh, he's like, man, you know, like if you pay 20 bucks for the ticket, you're paying for the intimate musical experience as much as you're paying for that artist, you know? And, uh, and I talked to the, the venue owner about their operating model and, you know, they, they do have operational expenses to put on a show of music you know, they pay a sound guy and a lighting guy and, uh, you know, they, they got to keep the lights on. So the, the money, it, it's not like we're all just swimming in money at the end of the night, but, uh, yeah, it should be good. I'm really, really optimistic. Um, even if we don't get too many people through the door, if we get a couple people through the door and we have a good time, make a little money for the, for the venue and for the, the artist that I'm opening for is a guy called Steven Nance or Stefan, Stefan Nance. I don't know when it's P-H-A-N in a name. Is that Stefan or is it always Stefan or is it sometimes Steven? I don't know. Stefan? Stefan. We'll find out because I think I'm going to have him on the podcast if he's up for it. We've got a call scheduled for tomorrow and we, we might hit the record button while we're chatting. We'll see. See how that goes. But uh, yeah, it's cool. It's an intimate theater style show. People sit, you get to enjoy the music. I'm going to try to get a really nice set uh, thought out. And um, last time I played there, uh, we, we got some decent video from it, but uh, I was fighting a sore throat. Um, so hopefully crossing my fingers and, and going for my jogs and trying to get a good night's sleep, I will be healthy and 100% to sing my little heart out 
at this show. So, um, so yeah, 11-2 at the listening room. And uh, here's a little secret for people that aren't local. We are going to stream live that night, which is kind of nerve-wracking but kind of exciting too. So all my uh, family in, in Baltimore and New Jersey and New York and everywhere else, uh, if this is reaching you guys, this is just for you. If you live in Phoenix, don't listen to the next like 15 seconds, but, but yeah, or, or the last 10 seconds because I already said it. Um, it's like, by the way, here's the secret. Now, now turn away. Don't look. It was a little backwards. So, uh, all right, I'm going to wrap it up here and, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I hope you're doing well. And, uh, thanks for listening. And, um, I'm going to keep working on my craft and keep working on, uh, living a, a meaningful local life. Um, and, uh, and, and tragedy be damned, evil be damned, man, walk the narrow road with me because I I need help. It's, it's tough to stay on the narrow road. Give me a nudge back towards the narrow road if I need it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're in this together. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Peace. be the boy in the corduroy pants you can be the girl at the high school dance run with me wherever I go just play dumb whatever you know